Welcome, golf addicts, to the 2023 betting preview for the Open Championship. DB, Pat Perry, how we doing, sir? I'm doing good. You know, DB, I have to say this, okay? Yeah. I am grumpy about something. You're grumpy? Mm-hmm. Great. Grumpy yeah. Pat. Actually, I'm not really that grumpy. Okay. In this moment, I became grumpy, like right at this moment. Okay. Because I realize as we keep doing these earlier and earlier shows, yeah. I can't have podcast shows in it. It, it. It's upsetting to me. It's really upsetting. It feels a little abnormal. I know. And we're, we're making too much of a habit of no podcast juice on the show. I know. Summer, and like we're trying to get stuff out early for these majors. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm drinking water. It, it definitely sucks not having podcast juice because we're live at 11 a.m. on Monday. Wanted to wait and do the betting show as we tend to have this uh, this kind of massive adjustment for the Open Championship betting odds on Monday morning, which we got. And so I'm glad we waited. We didn't record Sunday. We did record the DFS show Sunday. So if you want to watch the DFS show or listen to that, you can go ahead and check that out. Pat got his inner thigh waxed live on the show to pay off his final bet. You are now in, not indebted to me anymore from the betting wheel. Um, you know, it's like you can't have it all, Pat. You can't be so damn handsome be up over 70 units on your outright betting card for the PJ Tour season and be kicking my ass in the wheel bets. Okay, you can't have everything, but I, yeah. I at least have the wheel bet. I can't have the trifecta, I guess. Should I go ahead and get the wheel? Because I feel like, where is the wheel? Yeah, I don't yeah know we, the wheel we might need the wheel like re- at the ready for this show. Okay, I might have to find the wheel here in a second. You know, I got, I got everything cleaned up and straightened up here in the in the studio studios, and I, I don't know where the wheel went, so I got to look for that. I'll, I'll find that in a moment. Pat, God dang it. I, I, we talked about this a little bit, but I, I had a thought yesterday. And it just, I, I just kept thinking about Rory snatching the 80-1 to 1 Bobby McIntyre outright hit from my clutches. I mean, weeks, week after week, I, I have the leader. I have someone or at least one person who has a real shot of winning a golf tournament for me. Just tiptoeing around the yeah. leaderboard. Bobby Mack doing what he did in, in Scotland, crying as he walks off the eighth. I couldn't stop thinking about it yesterday. And I'm like, you know what, God. And then it occurred to me right before we went live, it's like, let me, let, me, let me paint a picture for you. If you went to a small school, let's say you went to a smaller high school, mm-hmm. right? There's really, there's not that many super hot girls. You know, you might have one or two. Let's call it four in this scenario, maybe one or two, four, whatever. And like, there's the alpha, you know, there's, there's the, the studs in the high school, you know, there's like the one stud, the jock or whatever. Yeah. And then there's like, maybe you were, or other people listening, you were kind of just the, the pudgy average, but kind of funny and talented at the same time, Bobby McIntyre in this scenario. Hmm. And, you know, you're kind of resorted to, to, to going after the, the kind of mid-level honeys in high school, right? There's, there's a couple of those. And it's like, you know, it's like the hottest girl in school has broken up with her boyfriend, right? And it's over. And, you know, you don't have a shot. So you go after the, the top of the line mid. You know what I mean? You, you go after, yeah. she, she's maybe not super hot, but she, she might have a couple of things you like. But she, mm-hmm. she's really sweet, you know? Is she like a six, seven? I'd say like a seven. I'd say like a a strong six to a seven. All right. And and you got your sights set, right? And, and, you know, you've been flirting a little bit. You've been doing some things, laying the foundation. And then then the hot girl breaks up with her boyfriend, and you're thinking, 
cool. Like, I can't get her anyway, but, you know, maybe, maybe the hot girl will do something. You know, maybe, maybe the stud in the school will go after her. And then next thing you know, the stud right out from under your damn nose takes the girl who's like a seven. He, all of a sudden, he like grows a heart and he wants the sweet girl with a great family who's just kind of average. And he just swoops in and takes it from you. Mm-hmm. And now you're screwed because you, you don't have a chance with the hot girl because you know what she's going to do. If, if, the, if the stud in the school is interested in the mid-level girl, she's just going to go get a, a dude from a, the, the huge public school down the road. Yeah. Know? And so now you're screwed. Like Rory taking the freaking Scottish Open from Bobby Mack and ignoring, you know, the, the hot girl implications of the Open Championship this week, I think is what's going to happen. Yeah. You, you took, you, you, you settled for the mid. You should have just let Bobby have it. He cried. He fucking Poor cried. Bobby. He's Poor the Bobby. Scottish son. And you have to hit this like, you know, magical Disney world of a five iron or two iron into 18 to 10 feet and then make the putt after getting iced and Tom Kim kicking it smirked. around. I think he smirked a little bit, DB, because he's thinking about the fact that he's, he's stealing one. And then he had the gall to apologize to Bobby Mack, to walk up to him as his tears are drying and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry that you're, you're I just, my DNA is just way better than yours. <laughs> and if you want something, you're going to have to go somewhere else to get it. Yeah. You know what? Actually, after, after next week, I'll, be, I'll go back home. You know, I'm going to switch schools. I'm going to go to a big public school across the country, and you can stay over here and do whatever you want to do over here. But, yeah. but the mid-seven, I just took her. She's coming with me. Maybe you'll win the, the Hemmerland Open. Yeah, but yeah, maybe you'll win the Hemmerland. God, mm-hmm. I just could not stop thinking about it yesterday. This is, by the way, this is uh, Down the Board, presented to you by our friends at Leaderboard. Um, that was your down the board? Yeah, that's my da- That's okay. all of our down the board because I know that was the thing, but I could not stop thinking about it. And Leaderboard is doing great stuff. If you, if you haven't joined it, join it. Join our group on Leaderboard. It's free to download. The app for the uh, iOS store is already up and running. The link is in the description of the show. If you want it on Android, I have, I'm telling you, it's on the way. It, it got sent into Google. They kicked it back with a couple things that just have to be fixed and cleaned up, and then it will be rocking, raring, ready to go for you Android folks out there. Uh, and hot news, hot news. In the Discord, in the Nut Hut, the leaderboard app, we, they've now built a Discord bot, Patrick. We, Ooh, we know about okay. these Discord bots that do things oh, yeah. for us in the Discord. Yeah. And uh, leaderboard has a Discord bot that's about to start happening, going down in the Nut Hut. And so like rounds from our TJ group will automatically get posted in this channel. We can all make fun of each other and look at stats and see who played where and uh, pictures from the round, all this good stuff. The, the leaderboard bot is going to be awesome. So check it out. It's free to download. Links in the description. But that is down the board. I, I just couldn't stop yesterday, man. I just the disappointment yeah. and the heartbreak of that for not only Bobby, but me. Just really ticks me off. And Rory. It had to be Rory, too. It couldn't be Fleetwood, who we would have been yeah. fine with. Yeah. Or Hatton. I mean. Oh, well. Rory's probably going to win this week. <laughs> Just telling you. Yeah, but I mean, um, I mean, is he? Is he? We've been saying. How, said how many week. times have we said it before a major for the last nine years? I'm out. I'm not, I'm not playing on principle. I'm not doing the Rory thing. I'll, t- I'll play Scott. I'll take Scotty. I'll bet Rom. Yeah. But on principle, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. F him. 
And listen, I know this is supposed to be a betting show. We're supposed to like try to give you good advice. This is probably, that's probably terrible advice. I mean, everybody's telling you to play Rory. I don't care. I'm not playing him because I, I'm a principled man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm a principled man. I get that he's in a much better headspace than he was coming into Augusta for sure. Um, played great at the U.S. Open. I, 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 don't, I don't care. You don't snatch a man's national mother effing open from his clutches after a, an, an incredible round as he's weeping. He's weeping on the practice range to stay loose. And you birdie, birdie these two difficult holes in difficult conditions, and now you expect to get rewarded at the open? I'm sorry. F you, man. It's not a beta move what he did. It's very alpha. Very alpha what he did. It is, but it's like, it's... It is... It would be more alpha if he does like Is it like a lowercase a? (laughs) Not quite uppercase. I don't know, but we'll see what Rory does this week. I am... I don't know if I like the number at plus 650 to bet him, but... But I do have a, I had a good feeling last week that he was going to win. And I think I, I may have texted you. I don't know. I texted somebody and I said, I think Rory wins the next two weeks. And he's hit the first leg of that already. Well, let's talk about the odds board. Okay. Um, and, and listen, you know, it's Monday. It's Monday morning. Um, this is kind of a blend of our first look show that we do for, you know, that, that, that we do for the Discord. Because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not super committed on any of this yet. I, I think there's still a lot to learn. There's, there's um, a lot to, to learn about R- Liverpool. There's, I, I want to hear these guys talk about the place. We have obviously a lot of boots on the ground um, who are going to be relaying information to us throughout the week that we'll distribute in the Nut Hut. We may even have a special guest pop on this very podcast, Pat. He's, he's on the course right now, but supposed to be off here soon and was going to try to dial in for us and talk about, uh, talk about what he's seen already of Royal Liverpool and possibly his player. And this would be a pretty surprise guest for most people, I think. This yeah. is, not a, this is not a regular. I've got an inkling who it is, and I'm excited if he, if he comes on because yeah. uh, I'm very interested in his player. If well. he doesn't come on, everybody's going to be really disappointed. But it may not happen. So um, well, it, it just, you know, don't get your hopes too high, but it could be good. But I will say also at the end of this show, we're going to bring back a segment that was quite popular. We've done it two times now this year, and I've accumulated some new, uh, some new ammo. At the end of the show, we'll be bringing yeah. back one of our favorite new segments that we're going to just do from time to time, the comments section. So stay tuned for the end. I've got some fresh comments from our social media, from our YouTube, uh, of people that are hating on us, mostly me, and, um, and also some irrational people who are just act like they've never been on the internet before. So we're going to review those comments and rebut- rebuttal to the, some of those and have a good time with that. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. So. You know, as we talk through this, like I'm looking at DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet. This might go quicker if we kind of assign some books, Pat, as we, as we talk through players. Uh, what books do you have open right now are you looking at? Um, well, I've got them all kind of conglomerated into one site that uh, uh, I don't okay. think it's that reliable. So yeah, see, I the never other do. They're not, that I've got, yeah. I've got two tabs up. I've got uh, DK up and I've got PointsBet up. So. Okay. Well, then I'll handle FanDuel and BetMGM so we can okay. go a little quicker, so we can shop right. these bets, shop these numbers. Uh, <clears throat> FanDuel and BetMGM both have, well, BetMGM has Rory at 7-1, to one, Scotty at 8-1. to one. I think that's probably the best number I've seen on Scotty. Yeah. I mean, DK has them both the same, 7-1. to one. I mean, I kind of like the 8-1. to one. Yeah, I do too, obviously. Okay. okay. 
I think Joe Idoni put this out on Twitter today. What if, what if something's wrong with Rom? He, I, I mean, he's played in four events since May. That's fewer than any other top player. And is, you know, like, is that just weird? Or do you think Rom just, I mean, I know it was a tough beginning of the season with all the elevated events and he won the Masters and all that stuff. I don't know. But, I don't know if anything's necessarily wrong. I mean, the run he had at the beginning of this year was pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, leading up through the Masters. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's okay? the morning time, DB. <laughs> the voice hasn't activated enough. Um, but, you know, you can't, it's hard to keep a pace like that in golf. We know this. It's just, just, Especially if you're kind of a, kind of a husky fella, you know? Yeah, yeah. He was, he just needed, um, you know, th- these things happen. He kind of, he got it back together at the U.S. Open. Like, he, he had a very sort of average U.S. Open, but he ended up finishing okay for it. Uh, for the way he started in it. Um, and I think he's just gotten off to some poor starts in the last couple majors. But I, I don't, I mean, that number for him at 12 to 1, that's the best. I, well, actually, DraftKings has 13 to 1. That, I mean, that is tempting. That, that is, is very tempting. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would much rather do Scheffler or Rom in terms of the top. You know, Cam Smith was a name that I kind of had circled, a, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But I think more, the more I learned about Royal Liverpool, and we're not doing a full course breakdown on the show. We kind of talked about a little bit of a course breakdown on the DFS show, and you, and you can get that almost anywhere. But the more I learned about Royal Liverpool, kind of the, the less interested I am in Cam. Also, I was waiting for the weather. And, and, you know, we haven't gotten into the weather here, but... It does look like, and that's something we need to talk about here too, because Monday mornings in our first look show, we usually talk about, okay, is the weather looking like there could be some sort of wave advantage and should we hold off or should we fire? Because we know that we typically get the best value on a Monday. And so if we want to end with strong closing line value on these outrights, it's good to fire on a lot of them on Monday if weather's not an issue. And as we look at it now, and obviously it's, it's you know, it's, uh, it's England. Uh, it's over there. It's coastal, right? Mm-hmm. It can yeah. change a lot like Scotland. Uh, it can change quickly, but it definitely looks pretty nothing for the four tournament days, right? Like, I think we're going to get some rain here uh, today, tomorrow. We can talk to our guest maybe about how soft he felt like the golf course was already playing, but a little bit of rain today, a little bit of rain tomorrow is projected. And then, like, just clear 60 degrees with. A little bit of wind for pretty much the entire week, so it we may be able to let's go ahead and rock and roll on some of these guys, don't you think? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think you're right with the weather. I mean, I think it's still. I was listening to um, some radio earlier this morning. Still soft there, so it hasn't. You know, it's not getting any. You know, it's not drying up that much. Um, I think you go ahead and fire. I think. I think this is. You know, I'm not. You know, we. It can change on a dime over there, but it just doesn't look like we're going to see that this week. So mm-hmm. I, I would go ahead and get a few numbers in now. But still probably not a bad idea to save some units back for some live firing, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. All right, so the first three, it's kind of like Scheffler and Rom. I mean, if, I would probably – the value on Rom at 13 is, is very interesting. What's his what's, – I, I off the top of my head, I can't think about his open record. I guess third and – Third in 2021 at Royal St. George's, which I think is a, a better comp course than last year at the Open Championship would have been. 
11th the year before that. I can't remember where that was. Um, that was at, that was when Lowry won? Royal Port Rush. Yeah, that was Port Rush. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's Scheffler. I mean, if you think Rory's going to win again, why would you just not bet? Why are you just not betting Rory at 7 to 1? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. Also, just don't like doing that. <laughs> just, you know. Well, yeah, but if you're just convinced, these. I mean, if you just, you know, I, said I think Rory's I'm more interested win. in DFS than I am to bet him at seven and seven one. Well, he'll be more popular in DFS than than Chef. I don't care. I'm going over. I'm I'm overexposing. Well, then I'm why are you not betting myself. him? It's seven, I don't understand that. Why would you not bet him at seven to one? It's one I, nuggy. More I, than I don't. Sheffield. I don't know. It doesn't excite me. My unit size isn't big enough for it to excite me. Do you Your be unit okay? should be huge. Like. What are you talking about? You're up 70-something I want to save some other units. That save is, them. That is the point where then you can start to talk about expanding your unit size. You no, know, no, like, I'm being disciplined with the unit. Yeah, if, if you're up I'm like 20 units, with the unit. that's you one thing. You can't go spraying your unit all over the place. I'm not saying to spray out. I'm saying, yeah, I mean, I'm saying enlarge the unit. Pump it up a I little bit. I may do that. I don't know. You may talk me into doing it. Yeah, I mean, if you're that convinced, I would do it. I don't think that number's changing all that much. No, it's not. I don't. No, I don't think it is either. the The next name that starts to pop for me is is Brooks. Yes, uh, absolutely. The, the best number I see is there's, he's twenty to one on both mine. What do you have? I have twenty two to one. Um, where he is? Wait, where is he? Hang on, I could be wrong there. No, twenty. You only have two books to look at. What are we doing? Well, I was looking at the uh, at the other book that had things um, conglomerated, and and they they have some twenty two to one numbers, but they're not on books that we 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 would look at. So okay. I'll say twenty to one. Yeah, so that's the best number. Uh, I think I think this is exactly kind of how this sets up for Brooks. Rory comes in, uh, everybody's all lathered up, and Rory, and you know, loving the vibe and just and then Scheffler doing his thing and I think it's isn't it crazy to think that this could be another major that Brooks comes in kind of quietly in a year where he's won a damn major and almost won two it's still it's amazing to me that he's he's at that number at 20 to 1 I I feel like he should be where Cam Smith is at 16 to 1 I mean, and again, you know, I think it's the word big game hunter with Brooks Kepka or the mm-hmm. phrase, it just kind of bothers me a little bit because that's all we ever hear. But that's technically what he is. I mean, he gets mm-hmm. in these majors and he just turns up the game. We've seen it mostly all year. Um, I don't think he liked, didn't he say he didn't like LACC all that much anyway? Yeah. I, I feel like there were bad vibes there for him. Yeah. It's not going to be that way this week. No. Nah. It's not. So I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of BK, and I think if you get if your book has it at twenty to one, go ahead and hop on that. And I mean, when you think about as as you look into Royal Liverpool, especially with no wind concerns, the ability to drive it long and straight, which is obviously plays everywhere, but he, he'll be able to carry some of these bunker these fairway bunkers that are moved out a little bit uh, if he wants to with the driver. I, I just that is a for us to be getting Brooks at that number in a year where he's won and a year where, like I said, I think he actually is going to come in 
feeling like nobody's talking about him because everybody's going to be talking about Rory based on what he just did and Scheffler based on the amazing tee to green season that he's putting together. And another thing about Scheffler is like, wouldn't it be crazy to think about Scheffler having the season that he's having tee to green and yet not winning a major? I agree. That would be, I'm just shocked already that we haven't seen him win one and and he's been close obviously, but, uh, or win one this year. Um, because all you're hearing about is this this run of ball striking that he's on and how ridiculous it is, and it's Tiger-esque. Yeah. But see, when Tiger Tiger was doing it, he was winning major. Yeah. So it's not happened with Scheffler, but it, I mean, it easily could this week, especially with how long and straight he hits the golf ball, too. Um, but and that's what you're going to have to have on this course. You really cannot spray it all that much, which is what would worry me about, like, a Cam Smith. There's a lot of trouble off this tee, off, off the fairways here. If you get even a little bit squirrely. There's some out of bounds. The rough is thick. The gorse, all that kind of stuff they got over there. Like yeah. you, you've got you've to be hitting some fairway. Brooks is another one that, for me, is weather. It, it just doesn't. It's weather. He's weatherproof. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if he. He's one that I would trust if something evolved in the next 48 hours and there did appear to be some sort of wave slight edge or, or, or whatever, and he was on the opposite end of it, I would still, be, I would still feel okay about it. Like, we've yeah. seen him do it. He cut his teeth playing over here. He was over here, you know, doing his thing before anybody knew who he was. And so I trust him in the weather. I trust him if, if, if I have a, a, a bad weather situation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, I tell you what, DB, and I, didn't, I did not expect to really bring up this guy. Um, but the best number I'm seeing him is 25 to one between the two books that I'm looking at. And the more, even since yesterday, cause you and I have done a show yesterday and I don't think I was very high on him, but Patrick Cantlay is starting to interest me a little bit this week. He is really, I'm getting suckered into Cantlay and a lot of it's stat reasons. When you look at it, I mean, of all the top players over nine K He's easily the most accurate off. Why are you saying nine K? I mean, sorry, I'm top top of the board. Okay, (laughs) I'm looking at the stats here. He's easily, I mean, he's fourth in the field in driving accuracy, second off the tee, fifth in ball striking, twenty first in approach. I think par five scoring is a thing. Rory said that when the last time he was here. How much of a thing par five scoring is out here? Yeah, there is one less par five though now, right? I know, but still. I think. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm thinking of last week. Maybe that was, I think, that was last yeah, week. Yeah, I think, I think there's four. Is it the same? Yeah. Yeah, they have it. It's four. So I think, I think Patrick Cantlay is worth a look at 20, 25 to one. There's a, I was just going to get to this range. I, I did want to talk about Hovland, though, because I think the best number we can see with Hovland is like 22. But uh, this range here is where I am, I am seriously torn. I'm Natalie Imbruglia, you know? This is the Natalie and Bruglia range, torn. Okay, and it's all these little, all these little twenty-five to one buddies. And then I also want to throw in Morikawa and DJ, who who we have tremendous numbers on. Yeah. Okay. You know, if I'm thinking about, I'm so freaking, I have so much anxiety about my damn betting car because I need, I want to get off. You're getting in your own head. This, I, I know, but I can't this. stop it. I can't stop it. You know me, even on the golf course, right? Like yeah. I am a, I am a. 
I'm a mechanical thinker on the golf course, right? I, I am a tech. I, I want the technical. I think technically on the golf course more so than you do, and and that gets in my way sometimes. I overthink it a, a lot of times, and I'm already so wrapped up around how I'm going to make the decisions on this betting card because. You know, we know the rules, 25 to 1 or longer. This is an important range for you. It really is. And historically, when I do this, because I'm only spend, I, I restrict myself to 25 to 1 or longer and 5 units. I, I can usually only have one guy at 25 to 1, you know, if I want any sort of spread in terms of bombs. You know what I mean? Like if, if I want yeah. more than five players on the card, I can usually, and, and I want to earn back 30 to 35 units, six to seven X what I'm spending, which is kind of the goal. I can usually only have one of these guys. And I can't possibly imagine picking one. So I thought to myself today in the shower, I was like, do I, what if I do something I've never done? I've in four, this is my fourth season doing the, the big balls betting cart. We've never ended the season, by the way, in the red. But uh, I've never put like four 25 to one guys on the card and just been done with it. Or like four guys from 25 to one to 35 to one and called it a day. I've never done that. But what if I, what if I just should? All the trends right. and all the things that point to the winner. And sure, I could get wrapped up around having, you know, uh, let me see. I could get wrapped up around having, uh, Bobby Mack on the card at 70 to 1. Gooch at 80 to 1. Uh, Ryan Fox at 110 to 1. I'm looking at names now. Neiman and Siwoo at 150. I would love to have those guys on my card. But maybe should I just say pick four out of the, this group at 25 to 1, and I want to add in Morikawa and DJ and just be done with it? You know, can I give you some advice, DB? Of course. As someone who's had not you know not in the why are you grinning why why is such a shit-eating grin on your face you have such a you have a you have a you have a your your shit-eating grin is one of the most (laughs) noticeable and and yet it's like a uh it's it's like what's a what's an animal you see every now and then not a unicorn because you see it more than it's like a fox like you don't really see like like a wolverine you don't ever see a wolverine do you okay that i I think i would be (laughs) More, I think I would probably be a better odds to see a damn unicorn than a, I've never seen a wolverine in person. Me either. But they're out there. I mean, have you heard of a? Are they? They're not extinct, are they? Can somebody? Can somebody check to see if wolverine? Anyway, it is the most. It just comes out every now and then. But when it comes well, out, sometimes I. I feel, it is the most I obvious like, thing. It is the most the obvious thing that I'm about to give you is. It's just some advice. You don't always ask for my advice. I didn't ask for it here. I actually didn't. You asked me if I would like but to hear I it. But I think you, you reduce the number of players on your card. You know, you know I'm usually uh-huh. around six because I like even numbers. I think you reduce that number to like five or six, and you, you put more quantity on the card than, qual- you know, or more quality than quantity is what I think you do. Mm-hmm. You, don't, I, you don't have to have four guys up here, but maybe three. Maybe three in this range and then spread out three more. But that's where, I mean, even three is so hard. Like, to Hovland, pick three. Hovland, Fowler, Hatton. You're saying Cantlay. 
I'm I I I like Cantlay. We talked about him on the DFS show. I'm not betting Cantlay or Xander to win. So for me, if you're trying to help me, Hovland, Fowler, Patton, Fleetwood, Morikawa, DJ, those six. Uh, I would say with Kawa and DJ being the best numbers. I would say have Hovland, Hatton, who was it, and Fleetwood on there. So, I already have Fleetwood on the card. I, I bet him at 25 to 1 already a couple weeks ago. So he is already going to be on my card. Hillboy. <laughs> Hillboy in the chat said, I'm in DB's boat. Only my outrights are extinct. <laughs> <laughs> but, Pat, you're leaving out Ricky. Like, this has got to be the best chance that Ricky will po- possibly. I mean, he could. This could be the best chance he will have for the rest of his career entering a major because the run he's on probably won't last, right? I mean, guys go through ebbs and flows. He, he's, he's in his 30s. He's not Scotty Scheffler. He's married with a kid now. He's not Scotty Scheffler, right? It's, it's unlikely that we get Ricky. We might get a good Ricky, but it's unlikely that we ever get the, the way that he's playing right now. At, an, at a, a, a major that he could win, it's unlikely that we ever get one better than this. Even by the time we run back around to the Masters, which I think he, that's another one he, he would have I a great, that's another one. great shot at I winning. Agree. But that's months from now, and he may not be the same Ricky. He may not ever get back to this level of play again, and he wants one major, right? He I needs, mean, technically, can you get him on the card? I don't know if he's— But that's what I'm saying. That, instead of—he's 25 to 1. Is that what you're saying? You don't know the number? Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's 25 on FanDuel. So that's what I'm saying. Like, do I put in, do I really think, and that's the other thing I look at. It's like, DJ and Morikawa, I trust more to close it than I do Hatton and Fleetwood. Yeah, um, Morikawa just, he's going to break my heart if I put him on the card. I know it. I'm gonna stay away. If you want, if you want Kawa, that's fine. I'm staying away from him because he just never comes through for me. I, I think this is maybe a worse place for him if it's not firm and fast and there's no wind. Like if it just doesn't, if the weather plays a non-factor, this becomes more of a how far can you carry it over traps, over you know, out of trouble. And maybe that's where where Morikawa loses if it's firm and fast and kind of gnarly and it's just pound fairways however you have to pound them i think he gets a bump so maybe that helped like right now that we wouldn't be in that scenario so maybe that puts me on i like dj at 35 what's, what's the yeah, best number I you love, see on dj i've got dj is 35 on dk and then on points bet he is 35 also so I, that's pretty standard across the board i like it a lot the the you know the driving accuracy would concern me, but a lot of these guys up here in this, you know, in this range aren't the most accurate off the tee, other than like a Cantlay, Hovland, and Morikawa. So I think I've talked myself into DJ and and Ricky, but I need another one, like Patton, Patton or Fleetwood. If you had to pick one, I mean Fleetwood's going to be the favorite son of England. 
this week, even though Hatton, I know, but I think Fleetwood's the, the one that's going to have all that. He's the Shane Lowry when, when they were at, at Port Rush. That, that's who I, what I feel about Fleetwood. And Hatton, I don't think, I think we talked about this yesterday with Hatton. Like, I, I worry about his temper. It's like a John Rom thing back before John Rom started kind of controlling that. I mean, Hatton just has these blow up holes where he gets so mad and he's cussing at everything. And he, he you know, Fleetwood's just so even keeled. And didn't he flick off of another hole yesterday? <laughs> he did. And I love it. I think it's fantastic. But I, I think if I'm choosing between Fleetwood and Hatton, I'm going to go Fleetwood. It's not like I know that Fleetwood's not closing the, the deal this year. But he's giving himself the chance, yeah. and it's not like he hasn't closed deals before. I mean, he can win. He just hasn't won on U.S. soil. So everybody focuses on that. But he's won before. Listen, I, I, am, I am not in the Tommy Fleetwood can't close camp. I, I think golf is weird. He's had plenty of – he has had opportunities. He's made mistakes down, down the road this season. But he's giving himself – I agree. I think you give yourself enough opportunities, enough weeks where you're playing well, things – Golf comes around, you know, yeah. you get the right bounce. You, your opponent has the wrong bounce, you know, s- something clicks and it'll eventually hit. I, I think you kind of talked me into that. I, I think, I think if I narrowed it down, it's Fleetwood, Ricky and DJ. Uh, Can you find Brooks at 25 to one? No, I've already <laughs> looked. I've already looked. If you could do that, I would go ahead and put that on. Well, okay. The other name we haven't talked about up here, and we'll get out of this range. I mean, I think we got to spend time in here because, listen, I just think chances are, especially with, with weather not looking super gnarly, I think chances are, you know, your winner is not going to be in the, we can talk about plenty of names in the 100 to one range, but it's just not, it's not likely. Um, the, the only, so, if I were, if, if my betting card allowed for it, which it doesn't, but if I'm just doing this, Brooks, I would want like either Brooks or Hovland. Yeah. God, Hovland's playing so good. I want to I be there. That's the thing I think, like, we all know intellectually, Brooks would be more likely to close the door than Hovland if they were, if they were in it. But I, I think like as a golf fan, as somebody who watches it every week and bets on this stuff every week, I want to be there so bad when Hovland hits the first major. Don't you? Yeah, like, you don't, don't want to miss it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, you know, I think the win at Memorial was huge for him. Yeah. Not for me because I had Denny on the card, and I would have liked to have had the Denny win. Listen, but... don't, don't bitch at me about, your, about the embarrassment <laughs> of riches that is hitting outrights, okay? But, but Hovland, I mean, God, God love him. I, I think... I think for me though, if you know, if I'm spending the money on the guy to win and they're right there the same it together, it's go, I'm going on Brooke. Yeah, but I think Hovland's certainly uh, his game. I mean, everything. I mean, the scrambling's coming around. Didn't you say last week that he was? Yeah, um, he he gained strokes. Uh, yeah. His best strokes gain category at the Genesis Scottish was around the green. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> you know. So I, I think. Hmm. I might just put Hovland and and Kepka on the card. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate, I don't hate doing that. All right, let's let's kind of keep working down. I mean, I see I see some some friends in the chat talking about another name here at thirty five for me is the best number, but uh, I I definitely like Shane Lowry at thirty five to one. Absolutely. What's the best number you have on him? 
He's 35 to 1 on DK, and then on points bet, he is 35 to 1. Yeah. Kind of like DJ. He's he's yeah. right at that number across nice. the board there. 35 on FanDuel. I mean, you got Jordan Spieth at 35 to 1. We talked about him a little bit on the DK show. I just think there's too much volatility with him right now, despite his open record being incredible. If if this isn't a wild weather situation, I, I don't I don't know that I like uh I I don't know that I like I like Jordan. I don't I don't I just don't I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'd love to. I, you know, and Jordan has just like you said, he's just got such a great record here, and he does. I, I just he's been so inconsistent lately. So yeah. I'm gonna avoid it. If he wins, whatever. Um. Uh, then you kind of move into this, you know, Fitzpatrick, Wyndham Clark, Tom Kim, Rose, Homa, Finau. I would kind of put that group together, um, and I'm looking on. I'm kind of looking on Fanduel. Uh, I don't know who the most tempting is in here for me. It's probably Finau at fifty-five to one. That's the best number I see for him on Fanduel. He's fifty to one on MGM. What's what's the Finau? He's number? actually sixty to one on DK right now. Ah, I love that. I just, I guess he's not going to check the box from incoming form. But open championship record, I feel a lot like Brooks. To me, Finau feels weatherproof, regardless of, of draw. I feel like he could fight through it and get through a great short game, underrated short game always. Uh, ball striker in terms of, um, I mean, every ball striking category. And the, and the ball striking has been good despite the, the poor finishes. It's all been the putter. And you just got to think, like, slow greens, not a lot of wind, not like grainy Bermuda. These greens are kind of small and relatively flat. So if he's dialed in with the approach game like he normally is, it's not like he's going to be hitting 60-footers or 70-footers like he could on the old course or some some other Scottish Lynx course with you know massive greens. So I, I the value on Finau to me is great. I, I've been heartbroken by him at damn near every major for the last two years because I, I yeah. put him on the card. But I'm doing it at like 30 to 1. Or, or 35 and getting him at 60 just feels fantastic yeah no i mean it's it feels really good and i i think um i mean you just haven't seen that kind of value out of a female in in a major in a while so i, I think that's one you definitely can click um you know somebody in the chat mentions uh never counting out fitzy i agree I, I think fitzy was one i was you you and i were both on fitzpatrick last week yeah and he missed the cut. Now, he did have his um, press conference. I was listening to it a little bit right before we came on. And he talked about, um, they asked him the question about, you know, missing the cut and whatever. And he said, you know, look, I always, I hate missing the cut. But he's he's healthy. He feels good. And he was glad to actually get a little, uh, you know, a few more days to get situated where he is um, here at Liverpool. So I'm kind of, I think I'm back in for Fitzy at 45 to 1. Interesting. That's the best I'm seeing. Um, I don't think he is somebody that you can count out. And, and every time people want to count him out is when he does something like he goes in and wins at Hilton Head. You know, he had, had all these injuries at the beginning of the year. Um, but but Fitzy is certainly one um, that I think you can look at. And I feel like that's a pretty good number at 45 to 1. I think he's getting overlooked by the books a little bit. I mean, well, I mean, the form's been spotty. And, and, yeah. and then the miscut, which... So I, we said this on the DFS show, but I think this is pertinent. Uh, you bring up a good point. There were so the following list of names missed the cut at the Genesis Scottish last year, but all finished in the top fifteen, I believe, 
in the Open Championship. Cam Young, Victor Hovland, Brian Harmon, Lucas Herbert, Si Wu, and Molinari all missed the cut at the Genesis Scottish and all came around and finished 15th at the Open. So it can definitely happen. And, and sometimes those extra two days can be a gift for these guys. Yeah. Uh, you might have kind of swayed me. So, I mean, you know, we talked a lot about Wyndham Clark on the DFS show. Would you rather have Fitzy over, uh, over like, who's the next tempting name in this range for you? Um, I, to be honest, I'd probably rather have Fitzy over Wyndham Clark. Just to um, win outright, I guess. It's like just the lack yeah. of links experience. That'd be bucking, you know, quite the trend yeah. for, for Wyndham. I, I think I would, I would certainly like him over, um, I don't know, there's not. Tom Kim? Playing, you know, playing well. I do like Tom Kim a lot. Fifty-five to one is the best number I'm seeing. But again, you have the experience thing. Um, I think I'd go Fitzy over Tom. I think I would too. I think I would. Um, I, I don't think though I'd be going like if you get up into Shane and DJ, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't want him over that. But um, I, I do think where he is, I'm, I'm, I'm happy grabbing forty-five to one on him. Yeah. I think there. I think a lot of the players in this range could do some damage and and could be some interesting DFS plays. But the only ones I really want to bet on, surprisingly, would be Finau, which may sound ridiculous to people. Um, and uh, and I think I think I could get back in on Fitzy too. All yeah. right. Um, the word on the street is our guest may be popping in here, but uh, it, it won't. He'll have just a few minutes. So. Stay tuned. That may be coming. By the way, while we're here, let me stop and give a shout out to our friends at SoBet. Uh, announced this yesterday on the DFS show, but SoBet is now offering a free trial to TJ listeners. So if you use promo code TJ trial, and I, I think there was some issues. We had some emails going back and forth about somebody use, or a couple of people using the code and not working. SoBet's on it. They're working on it. I think they fixed it. So TJ trial all together, all one word, TJ trial. You get a free month at the SoBet platform. The link is in the description of the podcast here. And um, it's, a great, it's a great platform. They've now got nearly 40 handicappers that are posting on that platform. And these handicappers are vetted, interviewed, records looked at, everything before they go on this platform. So you get a feed on your phone, on the website that allows you to, uh, to see what these guys are, are, are playing why they're playing it. You have to write up reasons for your plays. You have to say how many units you're using, and they ask for full transparency, win or lose, to post that on the SoBet platform. So every sport out there available, UFC, uh, baseball, tennis. There were some people cleaning up in the, uh, in the tennis matches yesterday at, at Old Wimby. Uh, I tailed our, our boy, uh, what was his name, Jordy, Jordy Sports Better for the whole weekend and won three days in a row in, on baseball, just blind-tailing baseball bets. Obviously, when football starts back up, they're going to be huge. We do our exclusive round robin, uh, on top 40 round robin there every week. So check out the link in the description. Promo code TJTRIAL gets you the free month. Uh, or if you just want to go ahead and, and get in, promo code TJ gets you uh, $9.95 a month or $39 for six months on the SoBet platform. And me and Pat will be together on Wednesday doing the live chats for the Discord, doing all the content on Discord, the lunch chat. The uh, Wednesday night chat will be together live in Nashville at the SoBet headquarters. We're pumped about that. Nash Vegas, if you're out in Nashville, let us know. Slide in our DMs. We're going to be out and about on doing some, uh, some content on Broadway and a golf course near there. Tr- tr- Troubadour, is that where we're going? Yeah. Troubadour, which looks yeah. freaking mint. Can't wait to it's, play there. Uh, I've heard it's a good, good spot. 
looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, support our friends at SoBet. They're 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 investing in the tour junkies. They're you know, and they're investing in sports betters. So if you if you like to bet, try it out. Give it a shot. Link in the description, and we appreciate them uh, for supporting us. Um. All right, let's let's look at the next range here. So I would kind of go Cam Young, Sam Burns, Min Woo, DeShambo, JT, Bobby Mack, Patrick Reed, Adam Scott. That kind of bra- that kind of bunch there on FanDuel at least is kind of starting at 60 to 1 with Cam Young and uh getting into Adam Scott Reed at 90 just before the 100 to 1 numbers. I'm definitely out on Cam Young winning despite a sixth place finish at the John Deere Classic. Whoa. I'm out, I'm out on that yeah. happening. We talked about Burns and Minwoo yesterday. I, I don't, I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't see a win happening for either one of those two. I, I would love to see more consistent iron play from both. I could see, especially with no wind. I could see DeShambo being interesting. The best number I find yeah. for him is 70. What do you have on him? I'm seeing 65 on uh, DK, 70 on points bet. So um, definitely interesting. I, I agree there. Um, okay, so agreement with JT. I mean, Bobby Mack, I love – I just love Bobby Mack so much. And I will go – I'm going to go back just in principle. 70 to 1 on FanDuel is the best number. He was 100 – he was like 125 to one Saturday night. And so obviously he's been hammered down, but I mean, 125 to one was too long for, yeah. for Bobby Mack it, with his open record, his links record, um, Ryder cup implications potentially for Bobby Mack. I still like 70. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I agree. I mean, obviously playing extremely well. Um, I thought how he played on Sunday, too, was very important um, for yeah. him leading up to this week. So I, uh, I agree there. You, you kind of skipped over a couple that, unless you're seeing their odds much longer, I was a and, little surprised. Yeah, we may be getting into that. What do you got? Well, one being Taylor Gooch. No, I said seeing, his name. He's 80. I, think, I don't think you said it. Oh, I thought I did. Well, the other one's Patrick Reed. Well, funny you should mention it. Funny you should mention it. Uh, we have, for us, special guest for a few minutes. He's, he's been very great, gracious with his time. Just got off the golf course, or maybe still on it, wrapping up his lunch from Royal Liverpool. Patrick Reed's brother-in-law. Our friend Kessler Corain. What's up, dude? Welcome. What's going on? How are you, man? Appreciate it. Looks beautiful good. out Can there. Can you hear me fine? Yeah, yeah, sound good. Can you hear me okay? All right, perfect. Just making sure. Um, um, yeah, it's been good. Like, honestly, the weather forecast this week has been pretty nasty, but today we lucked out. So hopefully, you know, it continues to be that way because, yeah, I'm about to go play golf in about 30 minutes. Nice. So. Where are you playing? Maybe, actually, about an hour from now. It's just a place called Whirl or like W-I-R-R-A-L uh, with another caddy buddy of mine. Um, Danny McCarthy's caddy, Derek. Yeah. yeah so right. he's, yeah, Derek. Yeah, he's going to probably take all my. If we, I don't think I'm betting him. I'm sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You've already decided you're, you're not even throwing out the money yet. You've already Unless decided. Unless he wants to give me like a shot on every par four, then maybe I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> well, uh, so. how much of the golf course have you seen? And, and give us some mm-hmm. just overall thoughts on it. I we'll mean, let you run here. So I was, I was here back in 2014, but I couldn't tell you. I barely remembered anything. 
But one thing I did remember was it was a lot firmer back then, a little dusty out here. Whereas this year, it's super lush and green. Mm. And so it just feels like a lot longer of a golf course. I mean, we've had a lot of five irons and a lot of holes where I just don't remember that. So not getting a ton of run in the fairways. Mm -hmm. So instead of hitting a lot of two irons or three irons, um, a lot more drivers and three woods than you would think. So can you... um, can you speak to the out of bounds stuff? Because I, I've seen, you know, six holes with out of bounds. Um, but I, I'm yes. curious if that's actually six holes where these guys are in real threat of being out of bounds. I'd say like three uh-huh. is a big one. And it's, it's definitely the weirdest because it comes so far out into the fairway. And you're just not going to see a lot of guys just picking up driver and bombing it over it. I mean, we did it today just to see. And we didn't clear it by a whole lot. Um, so, and it's just not worth it. Uh, we had a buck 44 to the middle of the green with the driver, but you know, that hole on, on the card, I think it says like 424 on paper, it doesn't look like much, but what it does is it forces you to hit like a four or three iron out to the left. And then we had a buck 90 into the wind and the way the wind's going to be Thursday, Friday, it's going to be similar. So that whole second shot will be into the wind pretty much every day. So 190. You do some cold, and if it's 15 miles per hour like it was today, which is what we're supposed to see, 190 turns into about 210, Mm. and we hit a 5-iron to about 3 feet, um, and that's his 210 club. So, you know, uh, you have that hole right there, but it runs all, that out-of-bounce runs all the way up the right side of the— So even on the second shot. All the way up to the green. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like there's—you see the stands in the right side, and there's a white stake right in front of the stand, so you're like— it's just all the way there yeah um like hole uh was it eight it's not really an issue it's there but like it has to be pumping super hard into the wind and they have to play the feedback for most of that on the left side to be in play um and then yeah i don't think other than those two uh and then what 18 is it 18 which hole is it there's one word it you know it's out there. Um, but yeah. And as far as the course goes, I mean, the back nine's just pretty tough. Yeah. We're going to go check it out tomorrow as well. Yeah. Um, but I've been here for about three days now, seeing the front nine twice, seeing the back nine once this year and feel feeling pretty good about it. Talk about the, uh, just the greens a little bit from what I've kind of heard and, and read the complexes aren't that super slopey. Like you, you can see sometimes on links golf courses, relatively flat. Um, is, is that kind of what you you're seeing and are they rolling pretty good? Pretty true. For sure. Once you're, once you're kind of on the green, they're rolling true. There's not a whole lot to them, not a ton of slopage, but, um, if you're just off, that's where it gets really tricky guys putting off the sides of the green. That's definitely something we've been practicing a lot uh, because you, even with Patrick's hands, some of the chipping, you just can't, you just can't chip it. So mm. if you're just off, you can get some, you're going to see some really funky putts from just off the greens. Um, but once you're on, it's, it's nothing too crazy. Not, you know, not a ton of movement. So yeah. back to the, like off the tee stuff, do you find that uh, like the bunker placements and all that stuff is, is it, Given the conditions, is it going to be something where these guys are going to be able to send it over those, or are you still going to be sweating that out? Are you just like, for instance, like number what is it, four? 
four, like there's some on the right and you can send it over them and it's a short hole. So I would think that's like kind of an aggressive hole, but it also just doesn't seem like it's going to pay off to just send it over the right ones and try and get close to that green. Cause if you hit like a four iron or even a three iron down there or whatever, you have 115 to the middle of the green there. Oh, yeah. So you just not, not the play. And like, like one hole to watch is 14 because the wind should be left to right. And there's these two bunkers placed perfectly. And literally when the wind is pumping, you just sent, you're hitting it into the, like you're starting it almost at the left edge of the rough and just watching this thing go out there to the right. And you're just hoping that you squeeze kind of like in the middle of those two bunkers. <laughs> it's literally just like roll the dice and hope you don't get snake eyes there. Um, Cause even if you're drawing it in a heavy wind, the wind's going to win there every time yeah so that's to me 14 is like it's demanding off the tee and then even the second shot then the second shot dead into the wind so you're gonna have another long iron in your hand. yes where do, so, you, where do you see scoring this week like if you kind of had to put a number on uh on the winning score what what do you kind of what do you think you're looking at right now i know the weather can change all of that for sure ex- exactly that's that's what's tough but it is this is a tough course and i just don't see a ton of holes with a lot of birdies opportunities you just kind of have to look at like on the front nine two and four you know those to me seem like holes where you can kind of make some money on but on it once you get to that back nine it yeah, just seems like you gotta you gotta basically make your money on the front and kind of hold on on the back and take you know and take advantage of any chance you get um i would say you know high single digits i could see if the weather is tamed yeah mm-hmm. if the wind and the water and the and the rain start picking up then who knows yeah what uh in terms of like irons and approaches into the par fours and the, and the and what you're doing on the par fives it's a kind of middle of the bag long to long irons or is it a lot of long irons or what do you what do you think if, if the fairways are playing this soft i'm going to see a lot more long irons mm-hmm. into these greens so and depending on where they put those pin placements i mean some of those like I said, just 14, if they, like if they put it at the back of that green into the wind, I mean, guys are going to be hitting hybrids into that, into that hole. Yeah. It's back edge of the green and the wind's doing enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it's, to me, it's a great course. It's solid and it's definitely a good test and fair all around. Yeah. Greens, the greens are kind of small, right? Like they're, they're, they're. Yeah. Like, honestly, you don't have to worry about putting like 80 foot or 80 foot lag putts. Yeah. You know, mostly you want to practice like kind of just short of the green, um, you know, 10 feet off maybe at most and just kind of get it up there that then you might have an 80 footer if it's at the back edge. But for the most part, if you put it in the middle of the green here every time, you're going to have a pretty good, uh, pretty good looking putt. I meant to ask you, I want to ask you this before, before we let you out of here. The. So the fairways, what what I've seen is like you have this very little amount of intermediate rough, and then it's straight into the the longer stuff. Is that? Mm-hmm. But then I saw like some other flyovers and stuff. It doesn't look that terrible. Like, how did you guys that, find the, it? The fescue, the fescue isn't terrible. Uh-huh. It's not too bad. Um, and I don't know if it's because it was just so hot mm-hmm. uh, for like a month before we got here. They said for a couple weeks it was just you know that maybe it didn't get as much. So it's not as lush. Yeah. It looks a lot worse than when you're actually in it. It's pretty playable out of it. Um, and, you know, you might catch a weird little spot here and there of some thick grass. But for the most part, if you hit it and that stuff, m- most of it's not too bad. 
Well, you guys are coming off the runner-up in uh, in Live London. I would imagine Gabe's yeah. feeling pretty good this week, huh? Yeah, we're you know he, he's been he's been in the right place. He's been in you know right around there every weekend, week out for the most part this whole season, except for a few weeks there. Um, so you know, hoping that we keep staying in the mix and snag one of these, and hopefully that's this week. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, Kessler, we appreciate the time, man. Appreciate you coming on. We'll let you go, uh, go, go get your your dick kicked in on the golf course by Denny's caddy. <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely a possibility. If you need any swing tips, so, man? Just message us. You know, you know we what got you. though? We do have to like carry the bag and and play around here. So maybe if I was like, hey, let's like pick up the pace and run in between shots, then maybe yeah, I play it into my stand into my neck of the woods <laughs> where the cardio becomes a factor. Yeah, so well, I like it. Do what cool. you got to do, man. All right. All right, boys. Well, hey, thank, thanks for having me on, as always, and uh, glad we can make it happen. Of course, man. Yeah. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you. Y'all have a good week. Thank you. Kessler Corain, everybody. Good dude. Always been nice to us. Um, I'll tell you what I heard, DB. Yeah, what'd you hear? I heard a little more bombing yeah. going on here. Yeah. That's exactly what I heard. I, I, heard, mean, I, I heard it's time to get Cindy. Yeah. I mean, I had kind of really started to look at more at, at the accuracy thing, but... Um, I don't know. It sounds like if you're, even if you're off the off the fairway a little bit, you get into that stuff. It may look bad, but if you have a decent lie, well, I, I think like there was a hole on the back nine of the Scottish yesterday, uh, or yeah, what day is it? I don't know. Yesterday, that Fleetwood kind of showed something. Like he hit a driver, and he didn't have to hit driver. I think it was Fleetwood. It was somebody, and he was almost too close. You know, like so. Then when he when he was hitting the wedge in, he couldn't really control it and then somebody either in his group or right after him laid back and just had a little more control with the spin and and hit it tighter yeah and and i I do think that's something to think about with bomb and gouge it doesn't always necessarily mean like just rip driver everywhere because if it's not if these guys can't control distances as well at 60 yards yeah but they can hit a gap wedge 140 like that's still that's that's an advantage but also heard a lot of mid and long irons which yeah which which you put in you know that's going to add in a little bit to my models of, of at yeah. least some proximity with longer irons which goes back to a lot of longer hitters because you, they're yeah. hitting shorter clubs into these things now you know looking at guys who hit long irons very well but but don't have the highest swing speeds like i would imagine i mean i don't know i don't have it in front of me but as good as brian hartman's been playing lately he might be one but yeah, I mean, Cordy Connors, not super long, and yeah, he's he kind of in this range. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely sounded like, yeah. It also kind of. I like Reed this week, too. I, I, I was, I was going to, I've already bet him, and he was a little bit longer uh, a few weeks ago, I think at 100 to 1. I'm, but I'm still seeing him, I mean, even on points bet, he's at 90 to 1. Yeah, I, he's I feel he's like, 90 on FanDuel. Yeah, it's a good number. I think I might prefer Gooch with that distance pop being there yeah. right he's at 80 what's the best number you have on gooch i've got um dk has him at 70 to 1 and then points bet has him at 80 to 1 so mgm um, has gooch and reed at 66 um fandle has gooch at 80 and reed at 90 so let me ask you this with you know just just going back to what kessler was talking about do you think again like if it's playing so soft and the ball's not getting any roll that, that's that's putting a lot of drivers into these guys' yeah. hands. I mean, they're not going to be able to do a whole lot of two irons off the tee and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, another reason to look at, at some of the longer distance guys for sure, yeah. just because, yeah, I mean, 
like you said, anytime you got a shorter club into the into the green, it's gonna it's a better chance to score. Yeah, it really helps you kind of eliminate, you know, make some tough decisions here. Because as we go into like this hundred to one range, and I want to kind of button up the outrights here, we'll move on to some some maybe top twenties or placement bets, and then we'll have the comments section at the end. So stay tuned. But as we're looking at these hundred to one guys, it kind of helps me eliminate guys like Sung Jay. As good as Brian Harmon's played, and as good as he played the Open, like f that, that's not happening. Same thing with Denny and Henley. Like it helps me eliminate those guys. Like I kind of. Ryan Fox is interesting. The best number I see on him is 110 to 1 on FanDuel. Um, Neiman at 150. I love Neiman. I, I think, yeah, I started looking at Usti, but this, that kind of, I don't know, 110 to 1 Usti. I know he just hasn't been great, but he, is, he does play well in open championships. Harris English, I still like 180. Sep, you Eng- know, I Eng- like it 180. English and Sep are 220 on FanDuel. Goodness. Fandle's giving you some juicy long shots. Like, uh, Neiman's 150 on Fandle. How long have you had Fandle up? Uh, Right before we started the show. Let me refresh. And the only reason I'm asking is because on this other site I'm looking at, they they don't even have Fandle numbers. They're they're still, I just refreshed. The numbers are all still here. Okay. Um, I mean, if we're talking just absolute nuclear missiles here, Ben On, who got in the field late, who's played in eight Open Championships, just finished, what, third or sixth at the Genesis Scottish is 170. Gary Woodland is 270 to one. I don't mind it. He's 300 to one on points bet. That's, that's, that Jordan Smith is 350 to one. But, but you know, these are, these are the ones that, like, God, I, I hate not having the tremendous value on the betting card, you know? But I think you can get some, because of that, though, you can get some I really good top 20 numbers yeah. on those. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some top 20s, maybe some finish position, other finish position bets, because FanDuel has a lot of them up. A lot of these sites already have them up. Um, before we do that, I want to thank our friends at Front9 Coffee. Check out Front9. You haven't already. We got a tweet the other day, and we, we continue to get messages the other day from people who are enjoying their front nine coffee, say it's some of the best coffee they've had. And you're supporting a great small business, good friends of ours here in Augusta, Georgia, that just loves coffee, loves golf, loves tour junkies, listeners. Uh, so when you order it, then they roast it. So it's very fresh. It's not sitting in a warehouse somewhere ready to ship to your door. They're going to roast it. They're going to send it to you fresh to your door. And then a few days, anywhere in the U.S., you can order it ground. You can order whole bean. They have K-Cups now. And if you use promo code TJ10, all one word, TJ10, the number 10, you get 10% off your entire order. And you can use that code over and over again. So show some, show some love for our friends at Front9. And uh, check it out, front9coffee.com, front9coffee.com. The link is in the description. I'll take you straight there. Uh, top 20s, you want to do a, uh, a top 20 six-pack here? Yeah, let's do it. Two locks, one bomb. I'm gonna go. I'm going. I'm going Brooks at plus one hundred five. I mean, plus money on on Fanduel. What, what oh, do you wow. have? I have minus one ten. Usually, Fanduel has the best numbers in terms of placement positions. It's, it's usually not even close. Um, yeah. So, and BetMGM doesn't even have top twenties up right now. They're so terrible. Brooks at plus one hundred five. I was gonna. I was. I was gonna go. Uh, Hovland at plus 115 um, as well. I, but maybe, you know what, for the, sake of, for the sake of the show and some value, 
I'm going to go, my two locks are going to be Brooks at 105, and I believe in Bobby Mack at plus 190. Bobby Mack's a bomber, by the way, if anybody doesn't know. He hits it far. Okay. So those are my two. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to go with the, the Englishman. I'm going to go with Fleetwood at even money. Uh, I like that. And then I'm going to go with Hatton at plus 110. Um, those are going to be my two. Well, Fleetwood's plus 110 on FanDuel, and Hatton is plus 115 on FanDuel. So you get a little bump there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Tommy Ladd. All right, what about a bomb? Four to one or longer. Um, all right, I got a couple in here, but um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I kind of like this number as a top forty-two, but I'm going with a real bomb DB. And I I saw something with a twelfth place finish, and on the stats with this guy Lee Hodges, twelfth place twelfth place finish. Where at, at the Scottish last really? week? Yes, and then if you look at the numbers for Lee. I mean, very accurate off the tee, 32nd in strokes, ga- in strokes gained off the tee. You know, he's, he hits a lot of greens, good ball striker, plus 800 Lee Hodges. Wow. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I, oof, I'm not going that, yeah. that he's, bomby. He's finished 7-under last week, T12 at the Scottish Open. Damn. Um, okay. I am going to roll with. I, I'm just. I'm going to do. I'm going to do Jordan Smith at five to one. Okay. Five to one on Fanduel. Yeah. Hodges, Hodges by the way, shit. plus two thirty is a top forty. I like that number too. Yeah, I'll, we'll do some top forty stuff in the uh, in the Discord as well as um, yeah. on SoBet exclusively. Uh, anything else to cover here, or should we get to the comment section? Let's let's go to the comments. Let's see, see what the folks are saying. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third installment of the comment section. And listen, if you hate us or me, comment nasty stuff. You could appear on the comment section next time. You know, if you have feedback that's uh, and you can you can frame it in a way that's may- maybe uh, mean or even even somewhat irrational. Drop a comment. We'd love to have it, and we'll we'll talk about it. So. Uh, I got a couple today. This this first page I'm going to give you is specific. All the comments are specifically in relation to a post I made about Paul Azinger um, after the U.S. Open coverage. You know, we went in pretty hot and heavy on Azinger after the U.S. Open coverage. And while the overwhelming majority, we got hundreds of comments between TikTok and Instagram and, yes, and, and Twitter on the Paul Azinger take. And the overwhelming majority completely agreed with, with the take that he was terrible. But there are, there are some Paul Azinger stance out there. Yeah. Pat, you wouldn't know, but they're out there. Kind of so, used to happen with Johnny Miller. Same thing. Yeah. So all these guys are responding to, to, to Paul Azinger. And here, let's, let's take a look here. Um, I'll start up here on TikTok at uh, top over on the left-hand side. This man says, just shut up. You obviously don't know shit about golf. Find another sport to criticize that you can't play. LOL <laughs> face. My goodness. <laughs> and I just don't understand people who... I don't understand. If I was going to comment on... Like, I actually kind of went in on a guy on Twitter yesterday for his irrational system, belief system that he had on uh, something about... 
was it Roar? I don't remember, but I just went off on a guy. But I, it was clever. I did some research on his profile and found out some shit about him that I made fun of him with. I don't understand. If you're going to be critical, make it good. Yeah. But I'm literally criticizing an announcer. What does that have to do? If, if you know anything about me that I play a sport like golf and that I suck, which you don't, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. What does that have to do with me criticizing Paul Azinger? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's. <laughs> and, he, and then, oh, also you're telling me, hey, go find another sport to criticize that you can't play. Okay, you want, okay, I'll be a tennis, I'll be a, I'll be a tennis yeah. tout and I'll just make fun of tennis people because I can't play tennis. And so I responded to him. I actually put that in here. Oh, this was funny. I, I included this in the screenshot because my wife, my wife on TikTok, I thought that was her. She's when so I funny. We, we talk about yeah. this all the time. She cannot handle, she does not do well when people in, on TikTok or Instagram negatively comment on our videos. She doesn't handle it well. And I've talked to her about it. I'm like, babe, it's not a big deal. Who cares? It's, they're randos yeah. on social media. The comments are good. It's good for the algorithm. Don't, you don't have to, but she like, she takes it personal for us. So normally if you find somebody negatively commenting shortly there underneath, you'll find her clapping back. Um, <laughs> and on this one, she says, just swipe up if you don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. but I also commented to this guy and said, I'm, I literally make a living watching and handicapping golf is zinger your dad. Are you okay? <laughs> anyway, that was that guy. And this guy just like drive by says this Eric Anderson, 83 uh, shout out people born in 83. I'm there. Well, I'll turn mm -hmm. for Eric. Happy 40th this, this week. If you're listening, happy 40th this year, if you're listening, he says, and who do you suggest? Cool it guy. Cool it. And I, I included this one because I actually, I love cool it guy. I, I'm probably going to take that. When I saw that, I was like, I need to use cool it guy more often. Yeah. It just feels kind of dumb and simple, but also intentional and just kind of like, you're just a guy, just cool it guy. I, I feel like if you use that towards me, I'd, I'd be a little, I'd, I know. If, yeah. Like you were thinking of it. Like if uh, yeah, exactly, if, I was like, Pat's a little out yes. of control and I start saying cool it guy, he's going to get even more mad. Yes. I can use this on Pat and he will not like it because it, he just doesn't like cool it guy. The sentence yeah. had three words in it. He likes even numbers, you know? Okay. I love the next one. Scott, Scott Yassi Shin, AKA Scouty. I feel like that's a made up last name, but whatever. <laughs> Literally. This is a video about Paul Azinger sucking. His only comment is four words. You don't understand business. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? Uh, uh, okay. You don't understand business, man. Oh, I, I'm like, are, did you mean to comment that on a different video? Did you get a Gary V video in your feed that you're commenting <laughs> to? Why? why what? What's that? Uh, and then this one's from Instagram. It's a long one. Uh, A.K.A. Ben, ben Tatil. <laughs> and I, this is another one. Like, I mean, long comments. I'm like, God, what, what do you have to do? What, don't you have something else to do? He comments this. Lay off the scanty. Do you know what that is? 
I have never heard that word before, and now I want to go look at it. Me up. neither. So maybe somebody in the in the chat can look it up. Uh, lay off yeah. the scanty. Azinger cut his teeth as an actual competitor on the PGA Tour during his time as a player. I'm like, is this is are, are you writing his Wikipedia page? Yeah. During his time as a player, he was a huge fan favorite. That's surely part of the reason why he's held his seat as a commentator since moving from player to the booth as long as he has. I'd rather listen to him than some hired bobblehead who sort of knows golf to some extent that shared your name, Tour Junkie, seems to fit, put down the pipa. I think this, is, <laughs> this, is, this person is related to Paul Azinger. I don't think about the just shut, I don't think the just shut up guy is, but I do think this one is. There is nothing. There's nothing that well, okay, there is it's not nothing. The only thing that matters if you're in the booth, the only thing that matters if you are a once good player is what you know about the game. That's it. However, if you suck at announcing or you are just dumb, or you s- repeat yourself, or you're not self-aware, then as an announcer, just because you're a good player and you're a beloved player doesn't mean you're going to be a good announcer. F that. Like, you could be a crap. Colt Nose was not a great player. He was a terrible player. He, 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 he never did anything of substance. I mean, he didn't. Just looking at his record. He's a good announcer. You know? He's not bad, yeah. I agree. I mean, Trevor Immelman, like, I guess he was good. He won the Masters. He was, I mean, he was a good player, I guess, but he wasn't, like, amazing. He's a good announcer. Yeah, Immelman's kind of, he is good. He, he's, he almost, I feel like that's one reason he's at CBS, too, is he doesn't, like, want to, like, make too many mistakes or anything or say anything off, but. He's very vanilla. But Azinger does just, it is, it's very annoying. I, I have to say, like, if I'm putting, doing the, like, I would actually rather listen to Johnny Miller than Paul Azinger. I would, too. And, and Johnny Miller was an arrogant son of a gun up there. Yeah. He would find a way to but bring it. he knew it. He knew it, and that's what he did. He'd find a way to bring it back to him, which did bother me. But yeah, I, I would rather have Azinger. And, and then the, the, <laughs> the stuff at the end, I don't even understand. If you're watching on YouTube, like, please help explain to me the last two sentences and the commas. I've never seen so many damn commas in a nine-word sentence and i'm not exaggerating it's a nine word sentence there are three commas i don't understand what he's saying and then the peepa yeah. pippa pipa pi- scanty and pipa peepa i don't know what that is i'm i'm assuming it's supposed to be pipe like you're smoking something but i've never seen it called pippa oh thank pipa. you liam in the chat thank you uh scott scanty is another word for meth okay, okay. <laughs> i mean <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Uh, the, next, the next section, and this is, we're going to wrap it up here. Jack couldn't agree more. We could do with David Faraday coming back. David Faraday's fantastic. Yeah. I uh, love David Faraday. Um, the next one is in response to a couple different posts. Let's bring this one up. We've got, why did it just do that? We've got um, our, our good friend D-Gen dude is back. So we got him. Well, let's go to top left, though. I always love this. And this guy just took a big L here. Roback Junior. Dot Robin replied to a video I made on Instagram when uh, when when Adam Hadwin got tackled at the Canadian Open. Okay, I literally saw that happen live. Posted the video within six minutes of it happening. Okay, 
He responds, old news, bud, <laughs> exclamation point, because I'm sure the video hit his feed like a day later. Yeah. <laughs> and I said. Doesn't quite understand I said, social media. I posted this 15 minutes after it happened. I remember my first day on social media. <laughs> like, what the? F- Dude, <laughs> yeah. in case anyone out there is listening, and also you, Robin. You should understand that Instagram and TikTok, many times, the algorithm does not feed you things chronologically anymore. Maybe they did in 2011, but now they just don't. So if a video is popping off a day later, it may be, it may arrive to your feed a day later. Pretty sure there's a timestamp, though, somewhere on that. So, yeah, you could have done a little digging (laughs) to find out that it wasn't old news, bud. And then, our, obviously, our good friend D-Gen, dude, <clears throat> uh, who just absolutely hates me. I feel like he's quit watching because I don't get as many comments anymore, but I would love for him to keep watching. So this was when you had the week off on vacation. I literally brought in effing Hunter Mahan. It was great. Who was fantastic. Yeah. And who had won the tournament that we were handicapping. Travelers. But D-Gen, dude, says F that, like, DB should have just taken the week off without Pat. He thinks he's funny, but comes out, comes off, but he, he wrote OF. He meant to say comes off, but comes off of corny and terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurt, DJ dude. Okay, that hurt. Yeah. You, corny and terrible. Like, those two words, I feel like you, you took some time. And you thought about both of those, and it's, it gets me to my core. If, if, if there's anything I don't want to be, it is corny, and it is also terrible. And I hate that you feel that way. If, if I don't hit another bet, if I don't hit an outright the rest of 2023, including the start of the new season, I will get tattooed on my body, corny and terrible somewhere in my body for you dj dude my goodness that is a bold decision you're making here yeah. feel pretty good you're gonna hit one though yeah then his other comment says db with the worst haircut ever let's just shave one side of my head and think i'm in my 20s <laughs> <laughs> You you laugh you laughed at that one. Dude, I, I laugh I laugh at I laugh at literally all of them. They're yeah. they're all so good. Um, I guess I guess he caught me on a day. I should go back and look at that video. I guess he caught me on a day right after I'd I'd gotten my hair cut. And you know while uh, yeah. it, it is a I think it's a one on the sides, and it's uh, but it's a one on this side, and it's she, she you know she tape she like tapers it or blends it or something on the other side. DJ. So, um, I'm sorry you don't like the haircut either, man. I, I really feel like I can't please you. I would love to find one thing that I, that I have about me or I do that could find a way to please you. It'd just be, it would just be, it'd be, it's, a, it's a challenge for me. It's a, it would just be a yeah. challenge, and I like a challenge. Um, my wife is really the only one I give two shits about things about my hair. And if you're a grown man and, and you're married and you think anything different, then you're probably a, a, a dummy. So. But I would like to find something, DJN, that you could like about me. Uh, and these next two are in response. This is the last one. We'll wrap this up. 
These next two are in response to a recent video I made about DJ Khaled. And listen, I, you know, I got some shit about this on our text thread with me, you, and Ben yesterday. Um, and I realize I'll get some shit on it, and that's fine. I can't stand the DJ Khaled thing with golf. I can't. I think it's terribly annoying and dumb, and I can't stand it. So I'm, I made fun of it for the first time. And I will tell you, it's not going to be the last time. In fact, I've got plans in Nashville, Pat, to do some DJ Khaled content. I can't, oh, wow. okay. I don't like what he's – I think it's I – I, it makes me want to shrink the game is what I said. It makes me want not – I don't want other people playing golf because I don't want people like him playing golf anywhere near me. And call it elitist, I don't care. I don't like all the shit he does on the golf course. If any one of my friends did it, I would say, you can either stop that or uh, I'm never playing with you again. And if you continue to do it and you make me walk off the course, I'm not going to walk off without assaulting you. So I, I, feel, I feel strongly about it. And I did a video. And I will say the comments are kind of mixed. There were people who agreed. A lot of them agreed with me. But a lot of people were like, you're such a boomer. That's the, that's the thing now. You're such a boomer. He's cool. He's, he's cool. He's get it. He loves the game. He's, bringing, <laughs> he's putting eyeballs on the game. That's fine. You can put eyeballs on the game. I want you to. You know, other hip-hop people, and I feel, now I really sound like a boomer because I just said other hip-hop people, but other hip-hop people certainly bring eyeballs to the game, but they don't do all the shit he does. And if you did that when I was playing with you, I would not like it. So anyway, Tom Elliott says, screw you, parentheses. He's very passionate. He's the best. He is the best, Pat, because you... You know what he says on all of his songs, right? That he's the best? We the best! You know, he always yeah. does that. Apparently, you know nothing about golf. Mm, okay. Which, again, is a totally asinine statement. Because I don't like what DJ Khaled does on the golf course, I don't, I don't know. I, I know nothing about golf. I just don't understand, like, when you go in on somebody... How you go in on somebody so irrationally? Go in with some logic, you know? Yep. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And then exactly right, spelled E-X-Z-A-C-K-T-L-Y. Oh. So you know he's a good time. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's always right. Says, quote, you're mad at somebody out of your tax bracket. Oh, he's throwing tax brackets <laughs> out there. With two exclamation points. He don't give a shit what you think of him. He's golfing his ball. Stay in your, stay in, I'm reading, okay. Stay in you lane, you lame. Two exclamation points. Wow. So if you're in a different tax <laughs> bracket or you, like, you can't. It's a new rule. You can't be taught bad about. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would imagine you have to be on equal tax brackets because, like, it, oh yeah. So you even gotta, if I was above his tax bracket, God forbid I talk down. Yeah. I can't go down a level. But now he's telling exactly right is also telling me I can't go up a level. Yeah. How does he even know that? I mean, like, what if I'm what if my family's like independently wealthy and we're more we have a higher tax bracket than DJ Khaled? It's possible. Possible. But again, also he don't give a shit what you think of him. Right. Yes, okay, yeah. You see, I, I realize that, and that's, that's, I would expect that, actually. I, I did not make the video 
thinking that DJ would evaluate his life choices based on my video. And then stay in you lane, you lame is a great way to sign off it really is. of a hatred comment. And that has been another episode of the comment section. Thank you to everyone watching. We got a great week with the open sleepers video drops soon. Uh, check out the article going up on the PJ tours website, golf bet. Check that out. Uh, we'll have the chat Wednesday for lunch for the discord, the chat Wednesday night with me and Pat in the discord, both emails going out this week, heavy petting and the chalk bomb email. You can subscribe in the description below. If you haven't already check out the DFS show. Thank you to Kessler Corain for popping in, giving Fantastic us some really stuff. good nuggies there, huh? Yeah. Great stuff. And be on the lookout for what I decided to do on my betting card uh, because I, it, could, it could be one of the most unique-looking cards I've ever put out in four seasons. And you just know who to fade at that point then. Pat, uh, any, any final words? Are we good? No, fantastic show. I think it's going to be a great week. Looking forward to it. Always love waking up to a little open championship <laughs> golf in the morning. Looking forward to Nashville as well. I have yes. never been there before, so pretty excited about it. we got a good week of content that we're going to do there. Um, so it's going to be good. Excited. Thanks everybody. Bend over your bookies for the open championship. See ya.